0: It's North Point with Eddie Kirkland right there with Hallelujah, right here at Victory 91.5. Victory.radio. And now through the More Music app, it's Keith with our general manager, Ray Haynes, in studio. A special edition of Ray Haynes' teachings on Hanukkah today. It's the first one we've ever done on Hanukkah. I get requested every year and I always say, well, it's hard to get that to slide in and fit in and work out. But this year... I guess it was a little more on my mind because we were standing at the, the shepherd's fields in Bethlehem and yeah. it was just such a, a poignant moment and I just wanted to make sure that because this year we have something that happened, you know, 2,000 years ago, which is Hanukkah falls at the same time as Christmas and which happened in 4 BC, which was when uh, the... Um, when the angel Gabriel first came to Mary and Jesus was conceived, which means he was then born in 3 BC, and then go forward a year Mm -hmm. from there... Plus three months, you get to December. That Hanukkah in 2 BC, there's a lot of dates there, I know, was when the wise men came. And they also happened to come on Hanukkah, and it happened to be December 25th. So we, we have an unusual connection with uh, the date that we all look at Christmas. It definitely wasn't his birth, but he, it was when he was conceived, and it was when the wise men came. So it, it didn't happen on 3 BC because he was born in, in, in September, but nonetheless... Christmas is, without a doubt, one of the most important times of the year. Just the fact that, you know, they, they kind of miss what it's about, and there's some terrible traditions that go with it back in ancient history. You know, to me, all of that is irrelevant. It is the day of Christ, and it is the day the world even thinks about Christ. It's in the Word. They try to change it to happy holidays, and we get mad at them. Like, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And it's Christmas. So it is a day of all days that we should celebrate, and even more so because for those of us who understand the, importance of bringing life to this nation to rescue these little babies we if all things should celebrate when jesus was conceived we kind of leave that out and and it's it's time to regather that and recapture that whether it's in the pro-life movement and or just us as christians just to understand the christmas season has some very significance beyond just his birth or for those of us who who understand how the time where the calendar works so we're wrapping this up and we've been talking about the gospel and the stars, talked about this a couple years ago. but well, we'll repost this and all the teaching, and this is the fourth part of that particular teaching. And the gospel and the stars is just that. When God made the universe, those six days, day four was all the stars and the sun and the moon. And he actually named all of those stars, all those constellations, even though you may know them by a Greek name. You may know a story attached to that constellation that has a Greek history to it those actually started long before the greeks ever came into being they started on day four and so these are hebrew stories stories that adam and eve could look at each night to regain their focus and and david would look at and all of those from abraham on down so we're in the last part of the story it starts with the virgin starts with the altar goes to that uh, scorpius creature and uh, the conquering of him and then it steps into again an interesting creation it's the sea goat all right you know know it as capricorn the goat was a sacrificial animal for the jews jesus was of course the literal sacrifice for sins the sea is always all the way into revelation a picture of humanity so jesus was the son of man he was from humanity so he's the sea goat but he's also uh the son of god right so on yom kippur the day of atonement the goat Played a double role. One goat would be the sacrifice. The second goat was de- designated as a scapegoat who would vicariously carry the sins of the people into the wilderness. Jesus was both of those. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. That's what that constellation's about in this story. And then once again, these 12 constellations, if you laid on your back and just looked straight up in the sky all the way through the end of the night, you would see every all 12 of those constellations, the entire gospel story would come up. So if you ever want to stay up late at night, and it's a night where you can see all the stars, and maybe get that little Star Tracker app so you can see what's going on, uh, you can watch the whole story unfold. The next in that uh, constellation that will appear is Delhi, or the water buckets. And it's poured out down to a fish. Isaiah 44.3 says this, The Lord spoke through Isaiah, I will pour water upon him who is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground, and I will pour my spirit upon your seed and my blessing on your offspring. This is a beautiful picture of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The next is Dagem, That's the Hebrew name. You know it as Pisces the fish. And it means fish, but it's plural. One of the two fish in the constellation is marked by a circle of stars. The old star charts show the hoof of Aries the ram resting on the band, which binds these two fish together. So it's the children of Israel and the Gentile believers. So, of course, again, baptism of the Holy Spirit, and you see the coming together of the creation of the first church. The next is Tela, is the ram or the lamb, if you will. The brightest star is El Nath. El means God. Nath means broken and poured out. 1 Corinthians 11 uh, says, This is my body, which is broken for you. The next uh, picture is Shur the bull, which also means to return or to come back. There's two distinct star groups in Shur. One means congregated. And the other is the Pleiades, so so the seven stars, and that means gathering. And if you look in Revelation, so the Bible refers to the Pleiades as the seven stars, but in Revelation, Christ is holding the seven stars in his hand, representing the seven churches. So it's amazing from Genesis to Revelation. The story of the gospel is all told. Starts with the virgin. Where does it end up? Peretz, the hero, is a neighboring constellation. The name means the one who breaks open the way. As in Micah 2.13, The one who breaks open will come before them. They will break out, pass through the gate, and go out by it. Their king will pass before them and the Lord at their head. Within this um, particular constellation, the star Atik means ancient one. God is called the Ancient of Days. The star Menkib means something to ride upon. There's only three more constellations that tell this story. Fumin means joined together. It looks like two people standing holding hands. And once you start to learn these stars, you look in the sky and go, hey, I see you. So it looks like these two people are kind of attached. One star means wounded or bruised. The another means to trample underfoot and tread down. Another star means appointed. The Messiah was to come twice, first time to labor and be wounded or bruised, then to fight and vanquish his enemies. Isaiah 22 says, The Lord, the Lord Almighty, has a day of tumult and trampling and terror in the Valley of Vision, or Armageddon. The next you find is, is one called, now that one you may know as Gemini, if you're looking a star charts. Ash is the next one. It's the constellation known as Cancer. Ash is Hebrew for butterfly. In Egypt, this is known as a scarabius beetle. In India, it's a crab, and in Samaria they call it a crayfish, but it's actually a butterfly. In each case, the creature rises to new life out of its old shell. Job 19 says, "For I know that my redeemer lives, and he shall stand at last on the earth. And after my skin is destroyed, this I know that in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another. And my heart yearns within me." So. You've gone this journey, and so now you're into this place of resurrection. What comes after the resurrection? Well, the last of all of these is one you know is Leo. The Hebrew name for the constellation, though, is Ariel, the lion. L is God, Ariel, Serpent, crow, cup. There's these other constellations right all clinging up next to Ariel. The brightest star is Regulus. It literally means to tread underfoot because kings did this to their enemies. The second brightest star means the coming judge. The next brightest star is El Gabor. You know it is the mighty God or the mighty man. Isaiah 9 says, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, El Gabor, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So the story starts with a virgin giving birth, ends with the victorious Lion of Judah, the mighty God, the coming judge, who will tread underfoot the enemy. Ariel is treading underfoot the fleeing serpent. Uh, It's a lot of constellations up there that are serpents, but this one is fleeing, whose brightest star is Afar the accused one. So when that happens, the crow and other raptors are called to the battle of the great day of God in Armageddon, where they feed on the flesh of the armies. All these are stars and constellations, and it's an old story. This is the day when the cup of God's wrath is outpoured, which is the significance of the constellation Crater the Cup. So uh, it's just on and on and on and on it goes. But that is the story of the Gospel of the Stars, and that's going to wrap up kind of where we are with. Uh, look back at Hanukkah and we hope you have uh, a wonderful Hanukkah. Hope you can add some tradition whether it's just lighting a candle and praying and telling the story of Jesus that he came uh, and he redeemed us uh, adding that to the joy as you have at Christmas. And if you missed any of today's messages from or segments from Our general manager, Ray Haynes, you can always go to victory.radio, go to blog.victory.radio, or now available on the More Music app. It's always a pleasure having him in and just the preparation that he puts into it, but just something different for us to listen to this Christmas season as we celebrate Hanukkah, as we celebrate Christmas, as we celebrate the birth of our Christ. More music to come right here at Victory 91.5. Eagle Ranch is...